bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast where multi-award-winning author and global marriage educator Ramona Zabriskie provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood, prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time. Let's listen. Hi, this is Dale Zabriskie, and I'm here again with Ramona Zabriskie. We've got our little Costco table working, and uh, oh, well, looky there. I got kisses across the table. <laughs> it's that month again, you for. know. For, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So I, I was thinking for that, uh, <laughs> just, where, where are you going? We'll be right back after this. So, no, yeah. I was planning on, uh, and of course, it's podcast, you can't see this, so I was going to wear my chair-up outfit. <laughs> yeah, for, for Valentine's. So, you know, the- Are you thinking of using our granddaughter's little fairy wings? <laughs> the fairy wings, and uh, okay. I've got my little bow and arrow. And you got our little grandson's bow and arrow. That's right. Good. And do you have the baby's diaper? Because I think they're always wearing one well, of those, are they? Those yeah, Valentine's there's, yeah, they're, they're, they're strategically <laughs> placed cloths, so let's put it that way. Sometimes it's, I wouldn't call it a diaper. Because Six foot four cherub. That's I right. love Just it. Think about that. That's so fun. Being think cher- about that not for too long. Not for <laughs> right. too long. Being cherubic here. Being cherubic. <laughs> no, cherubic's cube. Too funny. Well, that is a, a fun little intro. Thank you very much. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get out of my head. Um, to today's uh, topic, which is our our Valentine's podcast. <laughs> hearts, 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 hearts. You know how they do that on social media? Like right. You can do the everywhere. filter thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And it's all based on this throw me a wife saver question from one of our listeners that starts right out of the shoot with the problem. Here is the problem. Mm, well, we got a problem. Houston, here it yes, is. Yes. Well, there's always a problem. And here it is. I don't feel cherished mm. i like that word cherished yeah you use it a lot i use it a lot in yeah. my work don't i, I do. help women to understand what their real you know most basic desire is and i i like that word cherished i think it goes way beyond love mm, yeah and she is sure. she's obviously you know knows my book knows the terminology and so she says i don't feel cherished which by the way sounds like cherry to me and that helps me remember what cherished really means. It really means being the center of someone's life, of their focus, like the cherry in the middle of their box of chocolates. Chocolate cherry. Mm, and, and it's delicious. Cherished and uh, cherub. Like, we're really alliterating <sighs> oh, here. Oh, we are today. I wouldn't so have thrown cherub in, but that's okay. Imagine a cherub eating some chocolate. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't feel cherished, she says. My husband was underline, was incredible Mm. with me for so long. What an incredible husband he was. Was. (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes on to say, doting on me, loving on me, encouraging me. Now 
I don't feel that way. Worse, I feel like I've been the cause of somehow turning him to not cherish me anymore. And I don't know how to fix it. What can I do? How do I bring romance back into my marriage? I think it's really important to note here that she says, how do I bring romance back into my marriage? What how is she even defining romance inside this yeah. little paragraph? Yeah, and and how does she feel that she has potentially been the cause oh. of it changing? Absolutely. So. Well, that, that, my dear, dear letter writer, I cannot answer in one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because um, many of the dynamics that have been going on probably in this marriage for years are going to take a great deal of re-education. And the focus of all of my programs, the Wife Savers Education Membership in particular, is to take a very strategic and organized, even systematic approach to learning that very thing, to uh, discovering where her marriages come from, and then to know exactly how to take it where she wants it to go. So and, yeah, so wouldn't you wouldn't you say that in all of your work that having that perspective of kind of how we got to where we are oh, is critical super, to moving forward? Super 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 important. Yeah, okay. Right? And yeah. so I would love to go through that with her, take her through the whole wife savers program. But since we can't do that in one podcast, I'm going to focus just on one little thing today, which is this idea about romance. Mm -hmm. Romance being so important to a woman. I suppose you know that by now. Yeah, I <laughs> figured that out as, uh, as remedial as I've been and having to learn over and over again. Because how do I respond when I feel romanced? What oh. do you see in me? Oh, I what mean... Do, what, what does it bring out in me? Lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, where where does I be, where does thou begin? Uh, no, it's it's reciprocal. I mean, it's just oh. so giving and loving and open and uh, caring right. and. Uh, I kind of just light up from the inside, yeah, yeah, and I tune into you, don't mm -hmm, I? Totally. Oh, so important, Lord Byron. I love using this quote. I have a million times, and really, he is probably the world's greatest romantic. <laughs> and he said. Man's love is of man's life apart. It is a woman's whole existence. That's mm, how important yeah. this sense of being loved and cherished. And we kind of, uh, especially around Valentine's Day, box that around a box of chocolates. We box it around the idea of romance. Well, you, we want and to you, be romance. You talk so much about how a, a woman's life is made up Primarily, everything's a relationship, right? Yes, it's all yes, these relationships. Relationship-oriented. And that having a loving relationship in all of those examples is so critical. It gives our life. Moving forward and progressing. So and, much, yes. So much momentum and yeah, energy. Yeah, that's a good word. Momentum, yeah. Absolutely. Even meaning, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's We're so relationship-oriented that having deep, reciprocal meaningful relationships it, it we become a composite really of those relationships 
Well, you, yeah, you, you can't. My help life, I, it's hard for me to separate my life from all my loved ones, all the people I take care of, all the people that I worry about and love, my children, my grandchildren, you, my parents, every, uh, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So, yes, very much I am a relationship-oriented creature. So it makes me sound like I'm very selfless if I'm all about all those people. But in reality, I am very much about self-preservation <laughs> because if Every breath is for others. If I stop breathing for them, then I kind of cease to breathe. Mm. Does that make sense? So if you feel as a woman that you've lost a relationship that's really, really important to you, that it's been cut off or or it's it's dissolving, right? before your mm-hmm. eyes, you know, and mm-hmm. this is what she's worried about. Yeah, right, sure. She says, I don't feel that way yeah. anymore. What's happening? I don't know how to fix it, and so forth. It's like you you can hardly breathe. That's how essential, how deep, how, you know, it's that little teeny thing that makes makes us move and progress, like you said. Yeah. And, gives and with, us life, gives us meaning and, and with, everything Without else. that, it just... It's going through the motions. It's uh, it doesn't have that uh, oh, driving it's force. It's so behind painful. It, it is yeah. yes, so so painful. So she's talking about wanting to inspire in him a desire. Desire in him. She wants his attention, his lasting, wholehearted partnership. It's and I I I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's very natural. Uh, to women, and I think that it's even sacred. And it's the secret that really binds a man and a woman together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this great desire on her part for that kind of deep, lasting, reciprocal, and romantic, romantic relationship. And you know what? I think men have a great desire for that kind of yeah. belonging and security too, yeah, don't you? Absolutely. I think that probably the biggest challenge is the definition of romance. Ah. You know, what is it? Is it chocolates? Is it flowers? Mm-hmm. Is it right. cards? Is it right. uh, physicality? Right. What is it? And ah. then it becomes, I think for, for the guys, maybe a little more uh, structured or mm. specific than well, do you mind the gal me? wants it to be. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a little more uh, task-oriented. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe like check, check, check. Yeah, done that. Uh-huh. Okay, next. Well, I I, I love the um, psychotherapist Esther Perel, who has done a lot of writing and a lot of speaking on the subject of relationships, men and women, desire. And she's done a lot of research herself. And she's the one who articulated in or helped articulate something that I have talked a lot about. I've talked about the need for belonging and the need for sovereignty in women. We want to belong to our husband, but we also want our own kingdom, our own, you know, so she calls those two terms uh, security and adventure. That we Mm. have these two needs that live inside all of us. And the problem for a lot of relationships, long term, especially marriage, is that it's all it's all about adventure when we first 
meet, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. we think we found this guy who can give us security and that sense of mystery and risk and the unexpected and the surprise. And, and there's so much about it that's unknown at that time, right? Yes, You're stepping yes. There's into, so much to still know, yeah, right? right? But as you get to know each other and you really get to be together more and more and more for too many women, it feels like that sense of adventure yeah, it dissipates. Starts yeah. to ebb, absolutely, even though we are feeling a little more secure in that we're in a stable marriage. Mm-hmm. And but we still want that sense yeah, of you risk want to have and that. adventure and you know, look at all the romance novels that are so popular. But, but out you're there. also Movies. looking yeah, but you're looking in in starting a relationship and a marriage uh for stability. Yes. Right. Right. So here's the deal. They're crashing right. together, right. you know. It's like how do we how do we have both in our lives? And Perel calls um that love is a verb and it means to have. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. I have you. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the verb for desire which is want. Oh, okay. So love how is How do you want something you already have? Want. Yeah. Want more. Ah, oh, now that's very interesting. One more, because if you look at the history of marriage, here's the deal, right? Um, Marriage originally was sort of an economic institution. I mean, I don't know if originally, but when we're thinking of it uh, centuries ago, it was very much an economic. Economic and, 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 institution in yeah. which a part you had sort of a partnership in terms of children and status and and in some cultures that's still true legacy yeah. yeah oh absolutely and and if you were unhappy so you you couldn't divorce right. you know it was a lifelong thing but then mankind progressed and you could get a divorce if you, and you did if you were really unhappy mm-hmm. what's different about today you can divorce. Because you think you can be happier. Mm, Yeah, there's something better out there. All right. So happiness used to be a thing that people thought of as, I'll I'll be happy in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) When I get through this and out of this situation, I'll be happy. And then it became sort of a possibility. Maybe I can be happy Mm. in this life. But what's different about today? It's a mandate. Mm. I'm supposed to be happy. And if I'm not, Right. And so we put all of those expectations, those modern day on the relationship. Yeah, that's really that's interesting to think about. I don't know. uh, know, Most of us don't really contemplate that history, that little history lesson. But it's but it's really, really true. And then you look at all the rates of divorce and different things you can see. Romance uh, is actually a very modern idea. Well, that's interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If but, you really dig back. But don't we think literature. of it as an old fashioned thing? <laughs> yes. Some... <laughs> yeah. You think of the knight and yeah. the maiden and all that. No. Yeah. No, it's actually. May I call on you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, and the expectation of a constant, uh, a constant passionate mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. isn't fairly. Fairly recent. Fairly contemporary concept. Yeah, very interesting. But here's the deal. I believe, and I might be the only one out there saying this, I don't know, but I believe that it is exactly the modern context, which is the powerful woman and the powerful man, that 
absolutely gives us the opportunity. And this is what I teach women how to achieve a powerful partnership Mm -hmm. that is romantic. And I think it's all the more powerful for being romantic. There's a lot of powerful partnerships in the world, but you throw romance into it. And now you've got something that is sealing up, binding, unifying those two people in a way that no other power on earth can do. That is worth working towards. That's worth educating yourself on. That's worth achieving. So um, that's a big topic too. But let's come back to it. Let's come back to the cherry in the center of the chocolate, which is just just romance. We just want a little romance. Just on (laughs) February 14th, at least. So that's what we're talking about today. So, um, So Perel did a lot of research, as I said. And what she was looking for was, when you love, how does it feel? And when you desire, how is that different? And what keeps both alive? Mm, Because we want the love, which is the security, right? right? And then we want the desire, which is the adventure. How do they feel? How are they different? And how do you keep both alive? So she asked a lot of people this question. I am most drawn to my partner when... Okay. Dot, 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 question mark. And she doesn't mean just sexually attracted. She just means drawn to in the general sense. So what do you do? I'm most drawn to my partner when she got, you know, millions Uh, of of answers. In a live forum, though, here is what I heard some of the audience respond with. Um, Someone said, when we're laughing together. Mm. I am most drawn to my partner when we're laughing together. Another one said, when we're making art. Someone said, when we're traveling. Someone said, when we're adventurous, when we're on the go. Another said, when he's present. I want to talk more about what that means. Not just in the room. Yes, that (laughs) word present. Yeah, let's explore that a little bit more. When we're dancing, I'd have to agree with that. (laughs) I'm all about the dancing thing. Uh, A man said, when she's self-expressed. Self-expressed. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Another woman said, I feel most drawn to my partner when I'm connected to myself. Oh, interesting. Ah. You know what I see in all these? What? Authenticity. Oh, yeah? I'm going to write that down. I think that there's, uh, because you're, all of these things, Ah. you know, dancing, laughing, artistic, you know, being somewhere, going something different. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. You're together, mm. and it's it's real. I mean, you can't laugh with each other without being vulnerable oh, yeah. and uh, really open, okay, right? or authentic. Okay, so you're talking about being your real self, comfortable yeah. in yourself, yes. but also. Um, Comfortable being yourself. the other person in their self. Right. And comfortable being yourself in the presence of someone else being comfortable with themselves. Um, Another, just a few more of these to see if they fit what you're saying. Um, Another man said, when she sings. And that reminded (laughs) me of, you you often tell me that. That's right. I can tell when you're content and happy because you sing as you go around and Whatever it is you're doing in the house. And that makes you happy. Yeah, And that makes you feel drawn towards me. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
another um, woman said, when he shines. Mm. So here's something that Perel really emphasized, this idea of shining. And she said, so how many of you would have that one? When I see him or her shining, how many of you would say that you, when you see him shining in the light of others? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Um, so she brought it all down to the idea of radiating. When okay. you when they radiate, when you see your partner radiates, mm. that that's very attractive. You people feel drawn to that. She says it's another word for confidence, but it's confidence with illumination. When she sings, I'm looking at this person who's already familiar but is momentary, once again, somewhat unknown, Mm. somewhat mysterious, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. somewhat elusive. (laughs) And in this space between me and her lies the allure. Mm -hmm. So there's there's both of your worlds. There's the stability and the adventure. Yes, the curiosity, the curiosity, the exploration, all of that. So... To want, this idea of wanting, which is really essential to a woman's idea of romance. So to want requires us to have a little bit of psychological distance, Mm -hmm. right? A sense of otherness. There has to be sort of a bridge to cross. There's someone on the other side, someone or something on the other side between you and me and that that space creates this allure, this sort of uh, tension. So I'm going to take from that. Here's an, here's my pro- proposition for our new definition of romance. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, far be it for me to come up with a new definition of romance. But I like this. It's the space between desire or want and love to have. To have. And in between yeah. is mm-hmm. that bridge or that space so when how do we know when we're in that yeah space, how do you define that, that romance right, right. space well we're going to talk about how to create it there's three ways to create that space okay so we're going to speak in general terms and then we'll get very specific and we'll give our listeners some real specific more specific ideas but generally speaking When we're apart or not in the physical presence of each other for a period of time, that we have time to think about each other, think about our relationship. We have this space, right? Without having to actually engage in conversation. Yeah, we experience what life is like not being together. yeah, 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 you're right. There is a little bit of that to it too. What that does is allows us to want more really Mm -hmm. is what you're saying what is it like when we're not together oh i wish like all the times that you were traveling and you would say i wish you were here with me at the eiffel tower i wish you were here with me i'm about to climb the sydney bridge or whatever right and but this isn't just because we want what we can't have um but because when we don't have it right in front of us it allows us to what? Use our imagination about not only what what our relationship is, but what it means. Mm, yeah. What yeah. it means to us. Sure. 
or what the this person means to us or represents to us or who we are when we're in their presence. Yeah, it gives us the reference and perspective yes. rather than just the same thing all yes, the time. Yes, yes. And I just love it, for instance, when you would send me texts from work or even if you're in town, you know, from work or on the road. And I have treasured for years the little cards that came as flowers mm-hmm. that you would send mm-hmm. every so often. And even the e-cards. I can still remember the best of the Hallmark <laughs> e-cards. <laughs> remember the two dogs? and rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> I love you. you know? rawr, 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 yeah, rawr, that's rawr. totally inside between of us. But it was dear to me and I can still remember it perfectly. So... I always took that to mean that you were thinking about me, that mm-hmm. this very thing about what I meant to you or what you represented to us. Yeah, and you and weren't thinking that deeply about it, but you felt Well, it. no, I think from a guy's perspective, being a part, it's like, this is the least I can do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is all I can do right now, you know, oh, and I'm sweet. all about doing the least I can do. Oh, ha, ha. But, it, but it's true. You know, yeah. I, I can't do what I really like to do, but. Here's a reasonable facsimile thereof. <laughs> but it means a lot it to you. Mean, that's exactly that's what it means. Thing. Like I'm sending a piece of me to you. Yeah. Or I want you to know. I want you to be assured right. yeah, that I'm thinking about you. So that's the first thing, uh, generally speaking, is it's okay to be apart once in a while. It's okay to have that space, that sense of otherness that actually does create or can fuel or even ignite desire. Mm-hmm. The second one is... When I'm surprised by you. I mean, I walk in and go, surprise. No, no. it's oh. when I see Boom. you. I see you do something. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I hate it when you make you're, me jump out of my skin. Yeah, you're, no, you're I, you know what I mean. I see you do something that you don't usually do. Maybe, and I, I honestly, I tell, some, tell this to my mentees on occasion. I did very recently working with a dear woman who is working hard to avoid a divorce, all right? She's not the one who wants mm-hmm, the divorce. Mm-hmm. And so one of the very small things that she's going to work on at my recommendation is her tone of voice. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. When she, she normally she would have uh, used a certain tone of voice and a certain kind of language. And I said, let's, let's switch it up a little bit, you know, try softening your voice try so because if it's not what he's used to he'll be a little surprised Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that surprise breeds novelty or a little change little difference and again that's this it can be a little spark of desire not full-blown romance in their situation but a little desire like wait i thought i absolutely had you pegged yeah and I don't know you like I thought I did. So one, I think we may have talked about this. One of my avocations is choral conducting. And ah. I, I tell my choirs all the time that you have to have contrast for the audience. Ah, yes, right? you do. The audiences love it. Right. And you get that that con- contrast maybe in speed or it may be in volume yeah. or pausing. Yeah. Or all different yeah. ways to create it. Yeah. But it has such an impact. Key changes, different things right. like that. When something happens that you're not expecting, yeah. it just captures Captures your attention. attention. Yeah. And so the same thing is, is true. It, that's here. what we're saying. Yeah. The same thing is true in relationships, particularly marriage that just goes on yeah. day in and day right. out. You know, Absolutely. And then number three is when I see my partner in the eyes of others... 
Now that goes back to the radiating thing that we're talking about. So when other people are taken in by your intelligence or your humor or your wit or your charm or whatever, and I've 40 years of this, I've watched you maybe conduct a choir or speak in front Mm -hmm. of a group of people or just interact in a group of friends or something. I often try to sit back, mentally speaking, you know, and just look, look at the people looking at you. So other people's reactions that are positive or engaging. Yes. Helps you. Right. Well, what, yeah. what it helps me to do is realize that you, my partner, actually, it, you don't exist just in my world, just mm. in my gaze, right? But you also exist in others' gaze, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. others' world. And I, I wouldn't have been able to put it in these words, but Esther Perel did, that <clears throat> it helps me to understand or comprehend that you don't belong to me. Okay. That I don't, I cannot control, control right. you or mold you or make you into what I want you to be. That you're actually really mine on loan. <laughs> right? And I have to keep renewing that yeah, loan. Yeah, the lease is up. So. And I'm not to take away from the commitment of marriage, which I believe in with all my heart, of course, that lifelong commitment. But the idea that I can't, I I don't own you Mm -hmm. and and forcing or compelling you or trying to create some kind of system of surveillance, you know, that will never bring you close to me. That will never draw you to me. That will never breed romance because it doesn't breed trust. No, and that's why I'm just thinking the aspect of trust uh, and confidence in letting you know your your spouse right. go right. and right that actually they could go at any moment. That's right. Right. But being confident in that relationship, yes. that that like you say, I can I can see and watch other people enjoying yes appreciating aspects of you that i might have started to take for granted or overlook yeah Yeah. right so all it does is it doesn't upset my sense of security to Mm -hmm. see you in those environments and being your best and at your but it requires radiating yeah maturity maybe to but as i'm looking at you i'm like wow Look, I, I'm proud. I'm proud mm. to be your partner. I'm proud to be your wife. And that sparks this little sense of desire, which again is the little cherry inside the right, chocolate that right. we call romance. So now that we know those three things, the idea that not being in the physical presence for a period of time can actually be very healthy this way, um, that being surprising or doing something sort of mm-hmm. out of the ordinary, little novel way of approaching Contrast. your relationship <laughs> can actually be very healthy. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, when I can in the when I can see you doing your thing, you know, shining, that that is also very exciting and can spark desire, and vice versa. Don't you feel that about oh, me sure. when you see me? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take all these those three things then and and break them down into some. Valentine's Week challenges for our listeners. Well, I got mine. I'm rolling over and kissing. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. (laughs) 
<laughs> just so you know, that's the challenge I gave him on right. a couple of nights ago. I said, every night in the month of February, here's your challenge. That's right. I want you to roll across. Roll over and kiss. Your half of the bed to my half bed. And, yeah. yeah. Give me a kiss. It's good exercise. <laughs> do it good. Do it four, five, six, eight, ten <laughs> the times. The point was is that you come to me instead <laughs> of me right. having to go to you. That's right. All right. So here's your Valentine week's week challenges and what this is going to require is reserving some of your charm (laughs) for your partner i mean it's very easy to expend all our happy energy if you will on our children and our work and the house and everybody else and then have nothing left we just like leave me alone at the end of the day or maybe even at the beginning of the day we're so busy maybe in the middle of the day it's like I'm sorry, I have nothing to give you. So, so you mean charm, you mean just some engagement and happy engagement. Yes, I think. happy energy is what I, the okay. grandkids call it. But I <laughs> think right. charm is kind of charming. Okay. Um, but <laughs> we're going to throw off complacency because complacency numbs desire. Right. Does it not? Well, and that's how we Boredom? started the conversation. Right. right? It yeah. stunts love. All right. So. Here, we're going to throw off the complacency, and this is what we're going to do. Number one challenge, once this week, all right, so just once this week, do at least one thing that is playful. Mm. Playful. Mm, yeah, you're sparks mine, the imagination. Yes, and it, 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 it could be in the kitchen yeah. or the living room or the bedroom wow. or whatever, but it's just silly. It's just fun. So why why would we do that? That fits into the idea of surprising, right. doesn't it? Number right. two, we're going to do something that we don't usually do. We're going to mm-hmm. be playful. We're going to unleash the child in us. And this opens us up to romance and to newness. Number two, then, once a day. Now, remember, I ask you to be playful once a week. If you want to do it more often, yeah, be minim- minimum once a guess. week. Be my guest. Be my <laughs> sure. guest. Number two, though, once a day, express curiosity. Towards your partner. So interest in something. Yeah. Tell me about this or. Right. Or why did you respond that way that Mm. you just did to the news? Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to, I want to understand. Why did you yell at the TV? I, I do this so often and so naturally, I don't even think about it. The idea of, um, well, who are you rooting for when you're watching the Super Bowl? The other yeah, night? How yeah, do you right. feel about the outcome? You know, yeah. normally I could have just like, I don't care about football. But instead, I tried to express curiosity or interest mm-hmm. in you. I had no agenda. I had no opinion of myself. I was just curious. Well, and, you know, and over the years, trying to explain the rules of football to you has been a challenge. <laughs> so I appreciate you still wanting to. Uh, well, I didn't want to know the rules you didn't of know, football. You didn't, I did not. I wasn't <laughs> that curious. <laughs> That's right. Didn't go that far. <laughs> I, I was curious about you. And yeah, why that's was important the point. to you. Yeah, that's good. And what you were thinking. Okay. Thank you. I'm I'm sure that we have plenty of listeners who really, really love football and watch it with their husbands every day. They're probably in the minority, but they're out there. <laughs> Number three, once a day. Remember, so we had once a week, we're going to be playful. Once a day, we're going to express sincere curiosity number three we are going to at least once a day when we're talking to him do more listening than talking and as we listen we're going to be engaged we're going to look him in the eyes just like i'm looking at you right now we're going to look him in the eyes and we're going to be active active listening we're going to be present we're going to be focused this is what paying this is what romance is all about is paying attention 
And you, you know, you, you, we've talked about this in past episodes, and I know that's a big part of your education is yes, this yes, turning yes. towards. Oh, right? wait, you got ahead of me because oh. that's number four. Oh, shoot. Okay, well, that's, that's a okay, that's so, okay. but number three is a precursor. Yes, it to is. That, it's right? all about conversation. Right. And real conversation. Yes, it is turning towards. It's yeah. a form of turning towards. Absolutely. I found this great quote from Barack Obama. And they have a great marriage, you know. Yeah, they do. Michelle and Barack. And he says, What I realize as I get older is that Michelle is less concerned about me giving her flowers than she is that me do me doing things that are hard for me, which includes carving out time. That to her is proof, evidence that I'm thinking about her. She appreciates the flowers, but to her, romance is that I'm actually paying attention to things that she cares about. And time is always an important factor. What's interesting there is that he says that these are things that are hard for him to do, that don't exactly. come naturally don't to come him. don't come naturally. And she, but hopefully but she's she, not resenting him for that. No, but it's, but what I think the what he's saying is she appreciates the fact that it's not natural to me, yeah. that I have to think about it and I have yeah. to work at it. It makes it all the more special, too. Yeah, as opposed to, well, it's about time or I've yes. been waiting for you to do that yes. or whatever. Yes. That's a really significant right part of that he's trying to understand her and she seems to be yeah. understanding him a little yeah. bit too that but way. Appreciating, appreciating the effort on his part yeah you know that is that's a that's kind of a subtext to where i was even thinking and going with that quote mm. but i think that's so true from a guy's perspective yeah, right. that she really appreciates it's the time it's the energy it's not the you know flowers right. are right. nice but it's really about the individual yeah. engaging there. And she really appreciates that he's trying. She, yeah. And she appreciates the attention. I love the, re- the, the reciprocal Reciprocity. Thing going yes, yes, yes. Reciprocity. Very good. Okay. Now, here's the number four that you already four. hit on. Okay. So first we had the once a week doing something playful, once a day expressing curiosity, once a day listening, active mm-hmm. listening, really being there, being focused. And now we're to four. L, this isn't just once a day. This is all day, every day. Just try it for a week. And it is what we talked about in, I think it was episode 18, transforming. If you want to transform your marriage in 2019, yeah, do, do this. focus on this. Right. You have to transform your marriage in 2019. That's what it's called. And one of the things we talked about was turning toward, which is the Dr. John Gottman tactic that he discovered in scientific research with couples, young couples especially, that he learned how important turning toward is. And what that means is being immediately responsive. Positively. Yes. (laughs) So, yes, 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 yes. Obviously. Right. So, any bid for attention, like uh, I'm home, honey, or, you know, did you see this uh, on YouTube or, you know, um, anything? It's the slightest thing. You've done it for me when I've done nothing more than sort of sigh. (sighs) And you went, yeah, turn toward. What? And you, what's up? So, it's not 
your body literally turns towards me. Your face turns towards me, but your psyche turns towards me. You kind of drop what you're doing in the moment, whatever it is or what you're thinking about. And all of a sudden, I'm the focus of your universe. That's called turning toward. It builds, strengthens, enlivens, elongates every kind of relationship. You want a relationship in it with anyone, do turn it yeah. towards. It means I'm here for you. But in marriage, it actually has a lot to do with laying the groundwork for romance mm -hmm. romance how can you feel romantic towards someone that you feel like you're clamoring for their attention you're greedy for their mm. attention but if it comes easily naturally, spontaneously yeah. naturally you feel you very you love that person yeah yeah much more so so that's that's another one in our valentine challenge and number five as the opportunities arise, so this isn't an every day, every all day or anything, but when you get the chance, you're going to, through your actions, give him permission, if you will, to be himself. Like, just be yourself with me. I'll love you. I'll mm. accept you as is, basically, unless he's doing bad things, obviously. You want people need to feel safe with their loved one. Mm -hmm. That just goes yeah. without saying, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, I can leave the socks on the ground if I want to. Uh, yeah, I finally got used to that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but girls, if you're having trouble with that, go back and listen to our housework. Uh, <laughs> the chores. The chores. Wars over chores. Wars over chores. Go back and <laughs> listen to that episode. That's a popular one. Um, but here's a story that I recently uh, heard from one of my team members. And her husband had passed away. Uh, or not her husband. Not her husband. I don't. Her husband's think so. grandmother. Okay. <laughs> had passed away, and so the whole extended family got together, and it was a really, you know, that time. And she felt she was grieving. She felt like the children were grieving, and she thought it would be really helpful to the children to gather everyone together, including her husband, and to talk through their grief and to think about what are some options we have for for handling this in the most healthy way. And she had this whole idea mapped out. But when she brought it up to her husband, she, let's sit down with the kids and do this. He responded with like, I got to go to work. Mm. And that sort of yeah, was just a like, kick in the gut to right, her. She right. was, that was Left not field. what she was yeah. expecting. So she realized she had options in that moment because she's on my team. She's very schooled in all this. And she thought, well, I could get mad. Or I could pout and whine and bully, bully him into doing yeah. this thing that I think is good and important and right for our family. Um, or she could take a 30 seconds <laughs> and think about why he was being, and she said, quote unquote, such a butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And maybe find some empathy for him. And so she said, after a millisecond of anger, and she listened to that inner voice and she decided, now, why would he react that way? And then she realized, well, he he hadn't shown the outward signs mm. of grief, but mm -hmm. that didn't mean that he wasn't grieving right, himself, right. dealing it dealing with it in his own way. Yep. She also realized that he was in the busy season of work and had, had really just started the morning his grandmother passed mm. away. So it was already delayed big time his work and that also the idea of could be very disturbing to him that his that someone he loved had just passed away it made him reflective on his own mortality his yes. own legacy yep. and like i got to get to work i have a yeah. lot to do i what if i died right, you know right. and then she thought to top it all off he's actually business partners 
with his mother. And his mother oh. was grieving the loss of her wow. mother, and which put more responsibility on him. Sure. So when she put all that together, what did she feel? Oh, my poor yeah. honey. <laughs> my poor honey. And when he came down the stairs that morning to go to work, she had all the kids around him. They all mm. hugged him. They they bunched together and just expressed all this love. They swarmed him. Drew some pictures they for him. They swarmed him, she said. <laughs> right. And what happened? What was her purpose for having that little family meeting she originally envisioned? Was to bring their bring family everybody closer, together. To sure. make them feel love for one another. Right. And what did this In do? In the end? The exact same thing. Yeah. Her actual objectives was met. They It was a very sweet moment. They all felt this deep connection to each other and to their daddy. Bravo, just yeah. because she did what I just suggested. Give him permission to be himself. She doesn't own him. She yeah. can't dictate his actions or his responses, especially to something as profound as that. Yeah, very profound. And when she realized that, they were able to... There was the bridge. They were in that space. Yeah. I love it. That's a wonderful, wonderful story. I think of, you know, my my father passed away, we're almost 10 years now, and uh, I was thinking about our oldest son, the way he responded. You yes. think, oh, here's a grandchild in yes. this story. Yes. In And if you're an adult grandchild. Yes. It's very, I mean, your own mortality it's is really, just laid out there. It really affects you. It really is. And, and all the other aspects of it. So- you so, know, but it took her that. thinking outside yeah, of herself right. to say, "Here's a person right. who has a reason that he's responding the way he is, right. and it's not exactly the way I would respond, but it's his way. That's respect, right there. But yeah. interestingly, it also can create romance. Right. He might have been expecting her to be a little when he responded, "No, I don't want to do your idea." But when she responded with this great outpouring of empathy and love. What does it do for him? Yeah, obviously. He's like, whoa, I'm a little surprised by that, and I like it. Yeah, right. Who are you, wife? Yeah. Wow. And it will serve the the better relationship yes. on and on again and again. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Now, I have one more suggestion. We've gone through five of them. Here's number six. Once this week, during the Valentine week, so we have an, we have an every day and once a day and all that, but now here we go, just one more. Once this week. Try to arrange an opportunity to be with him or to watch him do his, his job, do, his do whatever what he, he shines yeah. at, right? And as you do that, regard him. Think about him. Hopefully, you feel wonder, even delight, pleased approval, be happily amazed, you know, <laughs> by his unique characteristics or talents, Right? Let him know it and invite him to come and maybe be with you or participate mm -hmm. with you or to watch you shine, radiate. It reminds me of just a week or so ago, I was with my son, our son and daughter-in-law, and she had a um, an event at their local library. She's part of the Friends of the Library, and it was a big event for her. It was a ribbon cutting for some um some Remodeling new, uh, they've yeah, done new right at the library. Right. And so the whole she wanted the whole family to come. And I was tempted. I thought, oh, I gotta catch a plane early in the morning. I think I'll stay home and pack. Luckily, I didn't. I took the opportunity to go see her shine, to mm. see her radiate. And that is exactly how it turned out to watch her interact with the other members of the Friends of the Library. And now she's 
you know, she's very, in her a very uh, important environment yes, to her. It's important to her. Yeah. And to see that and to see how much they love her, mm. how much they respect her, how much they need her. I felt more love for her myself. Did you know? And I saw my son looking at her the yeah, same way, right. her husband looking at her the same way. And we talked a little bit about it. Like, wow, she's really in her element. This is, isn't this fun? This is fun to watch that. So if you can arrange it, it might take a little work, but go do what you can to make that happen this week. Um, so everything I've suggested here are very little, very little things. I, you know, there's no fancy um, Valentine cards yeah. here. It's not expensive. Big, expensive, <laughs> elaborate Valentine dates. Just like Barack Obama figured out about Michelle, that what really is more meaningful this week and every week are the little things, the little things that say you're, I, I, I'm a, wow. Yeah. I'm amazed at you. In fact, there's a lot of fascinating things that you don't know about me and there's a lot of fascinating things that i don't know about you yet i'm choosing you again mm. and i want you to choose me again again yeah for the adventure the mystery the desire the romance that is yet to be discovered that is yet to be made isn't that beautiful yeah absolutely I love it. here's one last quote from the psycho therapist that we were reading from earlier or that we were referring to earlier esther coral she says love is a verb and not a permanent state of enthusiasm given to you by someone else who is perfect while you still are not <laughs> i hope you get that box of chocolates and everything else you deserve this valentine season but you and I both know that romance is a lifelong goal. And to achieve that in a lifelong marriage, you really need an education. You need a skill set. You need a talent, vision, confidence. And you can get it all through my Wife Savers education program. Join now at wifesavers.org. Home is with you wherever that may be.